0: Welcome to Real Nerds Podcast, unofficially the official podcast at Denver Comic-Con 2014 and beyond. I am Ryan, and with me always is Oh, me. Oh, James. Me. Brad isn't always with us. He's been gone a lot. Welcome yeah, back, Brad. Took some time
1: off. Again. But I'm back this week.
0: I'm I'm pissed. Why?
1: So
2: I was at the Alamo. I was at the Will Call, like up at front, mm-hmm. um, picking up some stuff. We'll talk about that in a minute. It's really cool. Um and this dude comes up with his family and he asks for five tickets to see The Hobbit, two kids or two adults and three kids. Mm-hmm. And you know, the nice lady behind the counter is like, "Well, what, you know, how old are the kids?" And he goes, "Well, and he tells her, unfortunately, one of them is is 4." And she says, "Well, un- unfortunately, you know, we don't allow kids under the age of 6 into adult films." And he gets pissed. Like he I, and I felt so bad for the, for the young woman behind the counter cuz like he he swore at her. And I was like, that is fucking stupid, you know? And I was just like, Are, really? You know, first of all, the kid, he was, he was really cute. He was there. He had like a bike helmet on with a, with a tank on top, you know? And I was just like, oh, that's so cool. Sounds kind of retarded. Well, no, yeah, my first thought was like, I'm sorry, though, but a kid who can't take a bike helmet off to go into a theater is not going to sit through <laughs> two and a half hours of hobbits talking to each other, you know? Oh, man. And he yelled at that poor girl. Not very long, and then he apologizes. He's like, "I'm not mad at you." And I'm like, "I, I don't care. You already yelled at her." Well, it doesn't you're matter if you're not dick.
0: mad at somebody. You should you know. Yeah, just like, talk why are you treating? Yeah,
2: treating like people like shit. Come on, what a
0: dick. Totally.
2: Yeah.
1: So did he just take off, or did he get in? I or? don't know.
2: I took off. I uh, oh. I got what I was there for, um, which was a bunch of tickets to the Alamo, cool. which we're giving away.
0: James, you're horrible at segways. Because first I have to tell people that this episode of Real Nerds Podcast is brought to you by Birdman's Barbecue. Pick up <laughs> Birdman Barbecue at your local Ace Hardware's in Colorado. Um yeah, uh, next week is our annual film explosion episode and uh it's going to be really cool. What what do we do? Every year we rank our 10 favorite movies of the year. Brad is uh Brad is not impressed this year, so he's not going to rank anything. Yeah.
1: yeah. I might do a top 3, we'll see.
2: Really? So you're going to just do, like, it'll just be 10 movies you want to talk about, but, like, the 10 are still the top 10?
1: No, I just may skip the first uh, seven rounds are you and then jump at the end.
0: You're kidding me.
2: You're full of shit. We'll see.
0: You were full of shit.
1: I don't know. Oh, you were so full of shit. Remember, Brad,
0: it's just the 10 movies you like this year. It doesn't have to be yeah. comparable to any other year.
1: I know. I'm saying that this year um, I got...
0: 10 movies that you like?
1: Well, I, there's <laughs> lots of movies I do like, but the list is the movies I love from this year. hmm so I well, got the list I, I the got past three and I was like there's a whole bunch that could equally fit on here, but there's not room for all those movies, so hmm.
2: well then just pick seven more you want to talk about. Like
1: seven more that you want to highlight that were like I think this was special. Okay, well, you're gonna be pissed at that nice. decision because nice. I will pick some <laughs> Fine, unqualifying <no>. crap. Nice.
2: <laughs> I know, Well, well, well. that's, whoa, that's, whoa, that's whoa, a tradition whoa. though. Yeah, I mean, don't pick fucking Children of Men,
0: but... You know what? I'm going to pick um, American Hustle just to pick James off. Awesome. I'm going to talk about how great of a director David O. Russell is. Oh, my God.
2: I'm going to punch you <laughs> in the teeth.
0: Um, but uh, if you send us in your favorite movie of the year, favorite moments of the year, a list of your 10 favorite movies, not only will we read them on air, but we have 10 tickets to give away to the Alamo Draft House in Denver...
2: we actually have
0: 12 tickets
2: 12 tickets 12 tickets to give away so you have a really good chance of getting some tickets
0: yeah so you should send in your uh stuff and we'll definitely uh send some tickets your way yeah thank you alamo draft house littleton slash denver oh they are so
2: cool karen manager karen Karen. who's their uh they're like you know theater manager not store manager what do you call it manager um she's fantastic she's just been great
0: yeah it's been awesome um, so, yeah, make sure you write that in before January 3rd, is when we record our show. So, that's all you have to do is write a list and you get you have free tickets? Free tickets, that's yeah. it. Man.
1: How can you, you cannot screw this up. Yeah. Yeah, you can get a free ticket from us. Sometimes
2: yeah. cuz anybody
0: could make a list of 10 fucking movies, right? Yeah.
1: One list per person though.
0: Sometimes I don't think people think we're like <laughs> don't legit send us 10 because lists. we always have free shit to give away and I think people are afraid to get it. Yeah, no. I, I mean, mean, actually I, the Denver Comic-Con stuff worked pretty well. We sent all that stuff out. And here's the thing. The...
2: I mean, if you don't live in Denver, that is sort of a problem. Now, if you live in Austin, then you're still set. They work mm-hmm. there too. Or Kalamazoo. Um, oh yeah there's also there's, other, there's like the Virginia ones open already mm-hmm. I think Um. yeah there's a bunch of them that are open but we'll still send them to you yeah totally um, and if you win and you're not in that town maybe we'll get you something else we'll we got other it. stuff to give away
0: we'll do it uh, another thing to mention January 4th which is the day after a film explosion it's Denver Comic Con night with the Colorado Mammoth It is a themed Star Wars night, so please dress up as a Star Wars. Um, The 501st – what is the official name of them? Legion. Legion. Um, They're going to be there. They're really big in Colorado with uh, Star Wars (laughs) stuff. I see them every year at Starfest.
2: Oh, yeah. Oh, they're at every
0: festival anymore. Um, They're going to be there. You can get tickets. Um, Here's what's great about the tickets. They're $5 off when you get the ticket, but if you buy the tickets through the website – you get $5 off your weekend pass for Denver Comic-Con 2014 as well. Whoa! Just log on to mammothticks.com forward slash DCC to purchase your tickets and get the code to get $5 off your Denver Comic-Con tickets. That's really cool. Remember, you have to get those before January 4th. The game is at 7 p.m. It is at Colorado's own beautiful Pepsi Center. Cool. Uh, also, the good people at Anime Anime Land Wasabi has announced more guests uh nylon pink is is known as their self-proclaimed only all asian american female band in the united states they will be performing at anime land wasabi which will be at the crown plaza dia in downtown denver um, erica schroeder will also be there and she is known as bella hudson is an american voice actress who lives in new york right also known as bella hudson Man, I didn't read that very well. No. Erica Schroeder is also known as Bella Hudson, is an American voice actress who lives in New York. She has voice acted in several Four Kids television series such as yu gi Oh, One One Piece, and Winx Club. Oh, dude, Yu-Gi-Oh!, Heart of the Cards. Heck yeah. And she also is uh, a, a tons of experience in the video game world. She voices Blaze in the Sonic the Hedgehog series. Oh, cool. So, yeah, some good stuff going on there. Remember, this is February 28th through March 2nd, 2014. Oh, you know who I ran into
2: this week at my uh well, at this local like coffee shop. Ran into Stan Yan, who's the guy who does all those awesome mm-hmm. um does he live uh, in Denver? Caricatures? I mean, he must. I mean, he's at every one of those conventions and then like I ran into him just mm-hmm. out of place. Uh but he does all like the zombie caricatures and my little pony caricatures. He's awesome. Uh and he's going to be there too. Cool. Yeah. He's a great artist. Oh, yeah, he's fantastic.
0: Also, you can log on to Denver Comic-Con right now and pick up your weekend pass tickets. Make sure you get those, because they will be selling out fast, especially with people with Bruce Campbell showing up there. Oh, man.
2: Lots of stuff going on. Yeah. My dad got his book for Christmas.
0: says it's really good. I not remember. Oh, uh, which one? If Jins Could uh, Kill? Jins Could Kill. It is yeah. great. Yeah. It I'm is great. To, I'm to have to read it. I have two copies of it, if you want to borrow it. Of course you do. Uh, one's a paperback, and it has an expended chapter edition, which I remember when I crushed the Evil Dead series when we went there at... Uh, what downtown there showed it like each week first week was the evil dead then it was evil dead 2 then it was army of darkness the esquire the midnights if, yeah if the had be, it had the, to be the, the mayan it was the mayan, mayan oh really yeah. wow. they, they had uh, trivia contests every night uh, that they're oh, showing oh no it, it was the esquire was it the esquire not that that matters um, <laughs> but I every time they ask a question I won something there like <laughs> spider-man 2 posters army of darkness stills and um, an extra copy of Ch- chins could kill so cool We start every show with fan mail. Fan mail! A couple things. Uncle Corm is back to being at Uncle Corm on Twitter. Christmas is over. Christmas is over. And he watched Pacific Rim with his three boys. My first viewing. I can't wait to queue it up and watch it again. Yeah. Pacific Rim is a fun movie. (sighs) Yeah, absolutely. And with the kids, that's cool. And I'm going to go ahead and put it in Brad's top ten since he's not picking top ten movies. That's what
2: we'll do. Oh my god, yeah, Brad, you can only pick th- three movies. Ryan and I are going to put our backups in your if seven. If I don't
1: fill
0: out ten, you'll yeah. fill them out. Oh yeah. my god,
2: what are they going to be, Ryan? They're going to be like Pacific Rim, Hansel and Gretel.
0: Um, we got to pick movies he hated though. So Hansel and Gretel. Yeah. Let's see how well you're paying attention. <laughs> Texas oh, Chainsaw yeah. Massacre. Oh, oh yeah. But I, I love that. I movie. feel
1: like you're defaulting to your own, but yeah. <laughs> <laughs> oh no, no,
2: no, no. These are movies that I hated. These are movies that like. You know, might not make my top ten list. <laughs> oh, but you're. But I you really do 20, want the so you yeah. You're going
1: to do the runoff on my list. Yeah, yeah, exactly. yeah exactly,
2: exactly, yeah. Because uh, I, I hate that's that. how we roll, dude. Come I don't on. know how you guys are doing, but like, I've got my top few pretty much locked. But man, those bottom five—they fucking suck. Not that they're bad movies. I just hate. Oh, it's
0: Sophie's Choice. You hated Sophie's Choice? No, no, did not even come no. out in 2013? What no, the fuck no, is this guy no, talking no, about? No yeah Lee i would
1: never seen Sophie's choice but from the sound of it I don't think that comparing her choice to you trying to fill out a list is an accurate <laughs> comparison it's pretty as, much as to the struggle of what you're going through it's pretty much the same thing yeah okay
0: um our good friend Charlie who wrote our wonderful theme music in case you've never heard it oh um he actually wrote some technical questions um that That's you guys cool. do the technical stuff so I'll ask you the questions um he said, "Number one, I, I skipped his introduction because he's just asking. He says has hey, questions. Ask, where do you host your podcast files for storage, streaming, and archiving? What is the monthly fee for the hosting solution?" I don't think any of us know. That's it. Well, that's, Brad, a, that's, well, that's the first, first question. That's okay. the first and one.
2: that one's really you, Brad, because I know where we host the the website, but the podcast episodes are hosted somewhere else,
1: aren't they? Uh, no, they're they're. Uh the files are stored on realnerdspodcast.com, dot com, which okay. you, you which pay is, for. So. Yeah, that's
2: through Bluehost, um, which I think is like sixty bucks a year, maybe eighty. I don't remember. Right? I should know because it's coming up again. But well, I you bought three take it years out of my worth. Account. So oh, that's right. Yeah, that's right. You got to divide um,
1: whatever you paid by three.
2: Yeah, I can't remember. Um, but it was it was a it was a pretty good deal for how much they were giving us, and it wasn't like it wasn't bank breaking. Um, I th- I think it rounded out to something like forty to sixty bucks a year um but it's yeah it's been since february so i can't re- hardly remember uh i it's it's not the most expensive thing um but yeah we do it through bluehost i think we got a i got a deal on there here's a here's a, tr- a little tip on that kind of stuff anytime i buy those kinds of things just google the name of the website you're going with and then the word coupon and there's a good chance that you will find a website with some coupons where you can get like 10% off um so you know do that first
0: um, his next question, I guess, is... Um, I, I actually know the answer to this. He he, he mentions in uh, his introduction that he's he wants to archive his episodes on YouTube, but there's a big problem with copyrighted material. Yeah. Um, and he says, have you run into any roadblocks with copyright infringement? I know you guys play audio for movie trailers. Um, how we actually get around that is we are... I know this will shock a lot of people out there, but we are registered members of the media through epk.tv. Yep. And we are allowed to show uh play clips and the trailers as long as we don't edit them um yeah uh, it's edit
2: a, edit is you know there's more behind the word edit yeah it, it's a can, really long stuff to it uh
0: but. you can't cut it so you can't take a clip of iron man 3 and then cut it with i don't know dark shadows or, or whatever rearrange the clip or so rearrange the clip. Yeah, you cannot, basically you can't manipulate
2: things. the meaning of the clip like you you've got to be able to like the interview we had with our with robert Downey jr that you did you know that was real. That was totally real. It was. But if it weren't real, that was okay because we weren't like we weren't manipulating. Ma- we weren't, we weren't <laughs> making him like make fun of himself, or you know,
0: um, it's really just inserting me because if you go to the one that we did with Robert Downey Jr., um, if you go to EPK TV, uh, you, you have to register through yeah. Media first, but um, you've got to have an insider too. You have to have an insider. <laughs> so um, they have the questions before each answer is given by the celebrity and so what i did is i just changed the answer uh, the question yeah and i didn't change his answer um so yeah it's that one uh, i can't help you with on music i don't know how it works out with music yeah well
1: it's you you kind of get lucky when you post something to youtube um if you have copyrighted music they'll either uh decline you or they'll accept your video but you'll have to like allow for Ads to be on your video or um, uh, below in the information section. Mm-hmm. Like I, I have videos from when we were just doing goofy videos that has like if I used a copyrighted song mm-hmm. in, the, in the background, somehow it, it can sense it, which is mm-hmm. amazing to me. Yeah. But they'll put like an ad for like you can buy this on Google Play and also mm-hmm. Amazon.com.
0: Oh, cool! So it's like Shazam now. Like you know when you download the app of Shazam for your phone. Now when you play, it picks up the song, Mm -hmm. it tells you to buy it on um, iTunes or Google Play for the artist. Part of how we got
2: around it is we just duped some local artist who's really talented into making original music for us (laughs) and letting us use it however we want. Yeah, the pod Um, show, we
1: make our own stuff, but in the past, yeah, (laughs) using, say, the Spider-Man theme in your fan audition. Mm -hmm. (laughs) Yeah, yeah, yeah. um, Yeah, it's someone else's work, so... Luckily, it got up online okay, but I'm sure there's ads on that video. So,
2: and the trailers, I don't think matter. Like we, yeah, we rip the audio out of the trailers, but
0: um, I don't think that's a big deal. But again, we're registered yeah. with EPK. TV yeah, it's, it's sourced yeah, from so. that. So,
1: yeah. But if you're doing a podcast, like the audio as a video on YouTube, mm-hmm. I mean, it's probably not going to hurt you to have ads on the black space that's playing. You yeah, know? yeah. Might as well just do it.
0: Um, and he finishes. P.S. Sorry for not watching the World's End first. Ryan' opinions are passionate and split on Facebook. With Fifth Element, so naturally, I was curious. Hmm. But uh, yeah, no worries. Sweet. Hopefully, you saw the World's End and enjoyed it.
2: If he has a podcast to go going, uh, though, Charlie, let us know. Yeah, we'll pimp the shit out of it.
0: Hell yeah, we will, because we'll sell our soul to the devil.
2: Whoa, ho, ho, ho.
0: whoa. Oh, I'm sorry. Us non-believers will sell our soul to the devil. <laughs> Wait, you're a non-believer, right? Uh, it's oh my God! <laughs> <laughs> You're a pussy, is what you are. Hey how now, was, hey speaking now. Speaking of which, how was your guys' Christmas? Did you get everything you wanted? It was good. It was good. It was funny. My yeah, did you uh, put the Christ back in Christmas.
2: Yeah. Oh yeah. Actually, we we just went to church all day. There were no presents. It was really sad. No. Um.
0: Uh, I got like I got
2: one of those presents where you open the box up and it's just a piece of paper that's like, "We ordered you Justified season four, but Amazon lost it." <laughs> um. And you then, were one of those people. Yeah. Yeah. I was one. Well. Well. Here's, that's the punchline. Uh, we had also accidentally my mom and I had both bought my dad the same gift uh-huh. and so we gave him the second one when we were like sort of after Christmas was over just eating the box like it wasn't wrapped or anything and he opens it up and he's messing with it and I'm, I'm walking by later the empty box and there in the bottom of the box is Justified Season 4 because they just never opened that box up because they were like ah We Mm -hmm. don't need the second one of those. So it was like a Christmas miracle. (laughs) That you fucked over Amazon. (laughs) Justified, just showed up. Well, no, no, we never, like, officially submitted a complaint. Mm. So they shouldn't send us a a second one. But if they do, uh, we'll give it away here on the show. So keep listening. No. (laughs) (laughs) Uh, But, yeah, it was fun. Did you get anything good?
0: Uh, You know, a lot of my uh, family members know not to get me stuff, so they just give me gift cards. Oh, yeah. And so because of the Amazon snafu, I I really wanted this Walt Disney biography that... Mm. uh, so my sister-in-law pulled my name for our Santa thing we do, and she gave me a gift card to Amazon. So, of course, I ordered the, the Walt Disney biography, but I still had like another 15 bucks on this gift card. Uh, the total recall from last year was on sale for 4 bucks <laughs> on Blu-ray. So that's fucking it. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. So I got it. I also got Deep Blue Sea. That came in. Oh, hell yeah. Um, it took one day. I ordered it on Christmas Day. It was here the 26th. So really? I think yeah. That means somebody who's working
2: on Christmas. Yeah. That's horrible. Shame on you, Amazon.
0: Oh, it's probably a computer. Um No, it's not a computer. <laughs> uh so yeah. But Maybe st- they have robot
1: stalkers now.
2: Maybe yeah. They yeah, they just knew. Uh they had told you in your system. They made the, the drones to
1: distract you from the fact that they made robot shelvers yeah. to work on Christmas. Oh my god, you guys. And they're they're financing those drones. those robots. Yeah. Those crazy like wolf robots. Yeah. <laughs>
0: Ryan, watch out wolves. <laughs> 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 Um now they're made out of metal. <laughs> <laughs> but yeah, my but my total recall's not gonna be here till the middle of January. So really? a lot of people must have ordered it. Yeah,
2: I was gonna say was that was a big Christmas item this year. Was, it was a four dollar total have been, recall? It
0: must have been a lightning deal that I don't even know about because yeah. uh It might have been. You, you know, when I get an Amazon gift card and I'm trying to find movies, I always just go to Blu rays under ten bucks and I keep on scrolling and I just pick stuff. Like I got Dances with Wolves for three bucks.
2: Oh yeah, that was a good one.
0: Yeah, that yeah. came Next day too. I,
2: hmm, yeah, I feel like if I'd seen that for four dollars, or not "Dances with the Wolves" but "Total Recall," I would have picked it up. So yeah, I, I got it. I mean,
0: and it's deal. it's a it's like two discs, and it has a bunch of making of. So
2: sweet. Who, who knows? It could be cool. A bunch of behind the scenes, Len Wiseman.
0: Yeah, and I got tons of candy from my in laws. That's good. really yeah. Huh. That's cool. Yeah. Neat. And then I use my Best Buy gift card to get Super Mario 3D World. Need to fire that up. That'll be fun. Um, yeah, that's I get
2: good times. <laughs> I got the. Uh, I got the, the vertical stand for my PS4, um, which was, like, its own gift. Like, I open this thing up, and I pull out this, like, piece of plastic. And I was really, like, this is really cool. Thanks, guys. And, of course, everyone else in the room was just, like, what the fuck is this? Why did we get you with this chunk of plastic? <laughs> so I had to, like, show my, my parents later. It was, like, no, see, before it took up all this space, and now it stands. And they're, like, oh, we thought we just got you
0: some junk. Like, that was a gift. Do it's they just go on your Amazon, like, wish list and buy you stuff?
2: No, I mean since I was like 4 we turn in lists. Mm. Um when when I was a kid like you handwrite the list? Yeah. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Oh, that's with adorable. a with a quill You know of,
0: you're like in your 20s now, right? No, no,
2: no. I I send them an email with it's like, you know, Oh, oh that makes the, it better. What the fuck? No, 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 it's because that way that way I can like give them Blu-rays that I I would actually like cuz otherwise they got to like what? Guess what I want and guess and what I That's why people own give me and, gift cards. Yeah, exactly.
0: So that's why we make lists in my family so I don't want people to get me my shit. We're also, who knows if I just go buy it.
2: We're also that family that like decides decide fuck you. Decides who goes first <laughs> based on how many people like how many presents that person has and then we go in a circle and take our and everybody takes turns like yeah. We're, we're weird and logical like that. Christmas is very scientific.
0: Very cool. Except for the Jesus part. Yeah, that's just fiction. Hey uh You dick. I know, right? What'd you get, Brad? You're 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 quiet. You, yeah. I didn't really celebrate. So. Joy? What?
2: You got some joy? Hey, what? hey,
0: uh, James got you a Teenage Mutant oh. Ninja Turtle fanzine. Well, uh, yeah, well, we yeah, that's a pretty cool gift. Appreciate it. Yeah, thanks. We thought of you when we were at the auction. Yeah. We're like, Hi we're going to suck off Chuck's dick if we don't get that. <laughs> <laughs> Turtle's <laughs> fanzine. You guys got outbid
1: for it. <laughs> you had to fight this
0: other guy. <laughs> yeah. Actually oh. wanted it. Yeah.
1: No, I, I went to my sister's, and uh, which is way up in the mountains. And, cool. Um
0: She's having a baby though, that picture she posted of uh blue ribbons or, or is it ribbons or yeah, those bows. are
1: bows? They did this thing where um pretty cute. they were gonna announce the gender of the baby and so they had blue bows and pink bows and um they had people like guess and um
0: It's good. I'm happy I, g- I don't get it.
2: What's a blue bow and a pink bow? I don't genders aren't colors. People girls are. can like blue. So anyway, bullshit. so
1: she got me <laughs> pajama pants. Nice. And uh, the three Sean Connery Bond films, which I already have the ultimate edition. So I uh, was <laughs> oh. like, do you just want to return this and get some money for the baby? <laughs>
0: so uh, you're pretty... you're not. You, I don't tell people if they get me like a double gift. I just try to get it to uh, I return it. Like My mother-in-law bought me the Andrew Jackson biography I already had. So I went to Barnes & Noble, which I know she bought it from. And I said, hey, you know, my mother-in-law got me this. And I already have it. Is there a way I can just trade it in for a different book? They said, "Well, let's see if we can find her." And of course they pulled her up and she was there and so I did. Today,
2: that never happens in my family because we make lists, except mm-hmm. for this year when my brother like very creatively he was like, "Dude, he was looking online and he found this really awesome statue of Drake from from Uncharted." Sweet. Um and he ordered that for me. The problem is it's the it's the exact statue that came out of the like special edition of Uncharted 3 really? which I had. So, the, like, usually if it were something like that, like if it were Blu-ray that I already had, I, I would do exactly that. But I opened it up, and I was so shocked to see it that I couldn't help but be like, oh, uh, 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 I'm
0: sorry. I would have used them as bookends, so I'd have two Drake's.
2: They're not heavy enough. I mean, it's, it's pretty light plastic. But that would, that would be a cool idea, yeah. I might still be able to. I could glue them onto bookends. Mm-hmm. That's what I'm saying. Of course, then I would want, a, I would want an Elena. It was like Alina running away on one side of the books, mm-hmm. and then, like, do they make like a, like a lustful uh, Did, Drake? Do they chasing. Make that? No,
1: no, because no, Drake's no. cooler. Your cat's gonna barf.
0: Alina's <sighs> 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 the best, is it?
1: Yeah.
0: Oh, oh no, that's yeah, she always just says this <clears throat> <clears throat> <clears throat> hey, this is real news. <laughs> she, she's a Bond villain.
2: It's real news. I got, like, nothing this week. Yeah. It was Christmas. Everybody's on Christmas break, dude. I mean, there were some things, but uh, I can't even remember them. That's it for real news? Yeah,
0: that's it. God, you suck. I'm sorry. There wasn't much. Nobody died. This is the number one movie at the box office.
2: This is the box office stats.
0: Repeat, The Hobbit was number one last week. $29 It's
2: from all those four-year-olds going to see it.
0: Yep, except at the Alamo. Yeah, <laughs> um, Anchorman, which we saw, was twenty six million. Uh, just twenty, just twenty. I think yeah. it's twenty six over the holiday. Oh yeah,
2: I think if you count the because it was a, a long, long weekend. One.
0: Yeah. Um, box
2: office Mojo does like just the two days.
0: Yeah, it's it's weird rules for tracking box office numbers. Yeah, I don't yeah. understand them all the time. We just got done talking about Amazon. This is the Blu-rays you can order on Amazon this coming week. It's pre-ordered.
2: DVD releases in Blu-ray. That
0: was a rough segue. <laughs> <laughs>
1: that was really... Uh,
2: Don John is the big one. Um, so if you didn't get a chance to see Don John, there you go. Um, it's an interesting movie. It's cheap.
0: It's like 17.99 on Blu-ray.
2: It is, yeah. Yeah, that's, that's pretty good for a release. Um, and then that's, that's kind of it. Uh, there's a movie with Ed Harris called Sweetwater... There's a movie called Last Love with Michael Caine. Hell Baby comes out this week, which is the The fuck is Hell Baby? Leslie Bibb, Rob Cordry, Reno 911
1: guys. Uh, Yeah, yeah, it's it's
2: it's it's a comedy version of Delivery, basically, um, which looked interesting. But uh, I think it's weird because I think oh I think they did um, I think they did like an early digital release. So you I think you you've been able to like rent it on Amazon Prime for a while now. Um, cause I know it was on the list of the movies. I almost went ahead and watched before the end of the year, but,
0: um, and that's, that's kind of it. Oh man, this is fast. James, what comic book did you read this week that you're going to recommend for us? I already know what it is. I'm just, you know, yeah. What's up nerds? It's
2: the comics Corner. So I talked about this like a month ago, um, but lock and key just ended. Uh, Very very last issue. Oh, Oh, you (laughs) dick. Um, And uh, just this beautiful, like like a huge edition that at the end has this really cool section, like going back and and walking you through like the actual places that Joe Hill based uh, Lovecraft on. Um, It's a really great issue that if you've, obviously, if you've been reading Lock and Key, just you have to go pick this up. But uh, I've talked about it before. Lock and Key is, yeah, easily one of my favorite comics that I've read and one of the favorite, one of my favorite stories that I've been told. I think he, he, he wraps it up in a really great way and, and I didn't cry, but I, I should have, you know, I think I have a feeling like when I go back and read the entire story straight through, I, I probably will. Um, cause it's just really well told fun, like fantasy drama, um, that people just got to check out. Like, and it's not for kids. Don't,
0: don't buy that book for your kids. I'm buying it for my kids. You're the worst. Yep, I'm a horrible father. Yeah, I'm gonna beat my kids with it. Nice. <laughs> Give them paper cuts. Oh man. Daddy <laughs> guys, was man. having nacho and key. Ew! Wife comes home all upset. Shove it up her cooter. You know things like that. Na 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 na. Craftsman.
2: So go to Colorado Coins, Cards, and Comics. I'm sure they've still got.
0: Well, they may not. They probably don't. They probably sold out of it.
2: Man, that's too bad. But you can get all the trades. Go all the way back to the beginning. Get the—they're beautiful. They're those IDW hardcover trades that mm-hmm. have a ribbon in them. Oh my gosh, they're so fantastic. You'll get them for cheap at collector coins, cards, and comics. Um, tell Andrew that—that uh, that we sent you over there. And Andrew's like, "Quit giving out my fucking name, assholes. <laughs> <laughs> These people keep coming in every day. Andrew, can we get a special deal? The three hundred seventy? No. Yeah,
0: fuck you. That's what it We're bleeding saying. him dry. Hey, we watch this stuff this week.
2: So, uh, yeah, this is the stuff we've been watching.
0: This is where all the time is going to go, to this segment. Uh, no, I actually didn't watch that much. I only watched two things this week. Oh. Um, <laughs> Because I was... Man, I, my family and my wife's family are divorced. So Christmas for us was Monday through Wednesday. Yeah. It's horrible. Um, I'm sorry. Yeah, it's all right. It, I mean, it's fun. I like seeing my family. But yeah. it just makes for a long weekend. Uh, The first thing I watched is... I rented it digitally, um, because I hardly ever do that, but sometimes I do, because the movie I don't want to spend $13 on it is All the Boys Love Mandy Lane. Um, Oh, yeah. If you don't know what that movie is, Jonathan Levine made a movie in 2006 starring, uh, what the fuck is her name? Amber Heard. Amber Heard, thank you. Um, And it just, like, was languished. I don't know why it never got released. I Um, I think,
2: like, because I think it was Weinstein. I think that they just didn't quite know what to do with it.
0: Yeah, I can see that.
2: <laughs> <laughs> uh we skipped over the part. Jonathan Levine's a guy who made like fifty fifty
0: and um, something else. Uh I remember. what did he just what, make this year? One? He made uh, warm bodies. Uh um, yeah, that's right. Yeah, yeah. Uh the premise of the movie is this orphan, her name's Mandy Lane, is played by Amber Heard, thank you, Brad. <laughs> um, is um she she got hot like over the summer and um, so all the boys want love Mandy Lane and the movie. All the boys what? want love Mandy Lane. <laughs> yeah. uh, so the movie opens with her best friend is in love with her. And you can see this there at some party and then the head jock of the school, you know, the cool guy wants to get with Mandy Lane and they go up on the roof of his house and he's drunk and he has a pool and. Mandy Lane's best friend says hey jump into the pool and he tries to and he hits his head on the edge and he dies oh (laughs) man Um, and so then it goes forward uh, nine months I think it said and um, Mandy Lane has become popular and her friend I think his name is Austin I can't believe I can't remember character's names Um, is basically ostracized because you know he's the one who made the cool boy jump off and hit his head and die so, um, so they invite her up to this party that they're having at one of the kids' family's ranch that they go up to, and whilst they're up there, um <laughs> everybody starts getting murdered um and they reveal pretty early on that it's her best friend, and so that's that's doing the murder mm-hmm. okay, or her previous best friend, I guess it would be, yeah, um, and so he is killing these kids because he's so in love with Mandy. Uh, and then it kind of goes into this weird mystery. I don't even know. I don't know if I'm not going to spoil it for you, but the the ending is really weird. Um, it doesn't make a lot of sense.
2: Hmm. So you kind of understand why it, yeah. just sort of me. And I can, I while. can
0: see why the wine scenes had trouble releasing it. Cause I, I mean, it tries to be funny. Hmm. Um, but then oh, man,
2: cause it's not enough of a straight up horror movie. Yeah. You can't like, you can't just put it in a box.
0: Yeah, I mean, there is um, horrific elements in it, but, I mean, some of the things don't make sense. There's a part where this one girl um, gets a shotgun rammed in her mouth, and it ke- he keeps on, like, pushing it down, and it, like, splits her mouth open.
2: How um, big of a—was it—was the shotgun, like, really big yeah. on one end and really small at the other? Like, why— well, I mean, it's
0: just—I guess because—I don't know. I mean, I guess if you're trying to—sticking a double-barrel shotgun in your mouth, I guess it can rip your mouth open. I don't know. But then she's the alive was... later on, and it— Oh, sitting on the bank i don't under it didn't make any sense it was really weird um i I, the only reason i wanted to get the dvd is because there is a commentary with jonathan levine on it Hmm. and i kind of want to hear what he thought about it but i don't want to spend money on it so yeah i already spent four dollars on it i got the hd version i shouldn't got the hd version it's not shot very well (laughs) um so yeah (laughs) yeah that one was a weird one. Not that, um,
2: not that that reflects at all on Jonathan Levine,
0: being that it was like his first
2: movie no, I, it and it, seven you could, years ago. Yeah, and it,
0: you, it didn't have a lot of money, you could tell. Oh, yeah. Um, right. yeah. I mean, the, the gore effects are pretty good, but I don't know. I don't know what to make of it. Hmm. I'm glad I rented it and saw it, because it was a curiosity, and I love horror movies. so That,
2: that sort of makes sense, considering that he didn't go on to make horror movies. Mm-hmm. You know, like I always, when I would, because it, it's been talked about a lot because of the whole story that it's had, um, and so it's probably gotten a, a lot more attention than it maybe deserved. Um, but you know, I always thought it was weird. Like why was his first movie a horror? Cause it just doesn't fit with the other I stuff. I mean, you can
0: see his writing in it cause there are some clever bits in it. Yeah. Um, dialogue wise, but it has a big, uh, is, is he the only writer? Sorry. Uh, he is. Yeah, I think so. I think it's written and directed by him. Interesting. Um, but, yeah, it's an all right movie. Uh, stay tuned is it in my top ten list this year in Film Explosion. I doubt it. Uh, you, you couldn't tell by the passion I had for this movie. <laughs> <laughs> um, and the only other movie I watched this week is one James saw, too. I did. Uh, it's uh, American Hustle, starring Jennifer Lawrence, Bradley Cooper, and Christian Bale, who's really overweight. <laughs> um, he's going to
2: die. He needs to stop doing this. He, he does. Gonna, he's crazy. He's going to kill himself. Like I'm, I'm not even joking here. Like I'm really afraid for him. Um, but yeah. why he'll be all right. He's done it like five times now where he's changed his way drastically between movies. Oh, it's not healthy, especially in the same year that Tom Hanks gave himself diabetes.
0: Yeah. Well, maybe two Tom Hanks didn't make as good of choices as he, uh, yeah, I mean, it's possible, but th- that is really did you hard read on your body. It, like, did you read Christian Bale though for, oh, what's the movie he did during Batman begins at the same time? Uh, You're talking about
2: well before the machinist, or before Batman Begins was the machinist. Yeah, after that was Rescue Dawn,
1: or the Prestige. Uh,
2: I think, I think he lost weight for Rescue Dawn, and then did the Prestige, um, and
0: Dark Knight Rises,
2: or Dark Knight, Dark Knight.
0: I, I was Batman. reading a thing he uh, he went down to like 110 pounds or something, and then he bulked up so much for. Batman that they had he yes. had to lose weight again yeah
2: <laughs> because they, when they called him you know they knew he had just come off a of machinist and they were like yeah you know we know you're real small right now so don't worry about getting a lot of weight but we want you to come in we think you'd be good for this and then he got there and yeah he had like he had bulked up to like Dark Knight size and you know they didn't want him Dark Knight size they wanted him what would what would be Batman begin size mm-hmm. so yeah it's crazy
0: uh, but anyways American Hustle tells a story of ab scam which is um, kind of it's loosely based on yeah, something it's real it's sort
2: of, i mean i i'm i find it really charming i was totally with this movie in the first like scene or two when cuz it opens with with just the font with just black font that says um, some of this actually happened and
0: i was like okay all right cool i'm i'm with you i'm this I, I can deal with this and then the um, opening scene's pretty funny where christian bell is working on his comb over where he glues like a, a hairpiece to the top of his head and he works really hard with the his hair to make it look like he doesn't have. one. Yeah. Yeah. It's good. And it takes place about, uh, it takes a little place like in the middle of the story and Bradley Cooper plays an FBI agent and Amy Adams is Christian Bale's like right-hand woman. And Bradley Cooper comes in and runs his fingers through Christian Bale's hair and it like sticks up really high and (laughs) Christian Bale's all pissed off and doesn't say anything to him. And Amy Adams says, Oh my God, you should not have done that with his hair. You should have done that with his hair. It's yeah. pretty funny. Oh,
2: that, no, that seems really good. Cause like Amy Adams is also doing this weird British accent mm-hmm. and you're like, are you don't, it just, it, it puts you in this weird place and you don't know why these things are going on. Um, it's a really great way to start the movie.
0: It is. And the movies, I think the movie's actually pretty entertaining. It's fun. It's the, you know, you're figuring out what Christian bell is doing and how he became such a con artist. He started off as a kid breaking windows cause his father owned a window company. Um, performances are all really good in it. Yep. Um, it's shot wonderfully, um, brilliantly directed and edited. Um, the lighting in it is fantastic. Um, James, what did you not like about American Hustle? So
2: um, I went to this movie with a friend that was really excited to see it, and I was glad because, of course, I knew... You know, I've said shit about this movie beforehand, and I knew, like, okay, this is the one where... it No matter... Like, unless I love this movie, I'm going to get accused of being a total hypocrite and not giving this movie a fair chance. And I... I Trust me, I did. Like I, I you know, put myself in this You are zone such a fucking I, liar. No, I'm not even kidding. I'm
0: fucking not even no, kidding. Like, I was like, let me f- go see American Hustle, and you're like,
2: I don't see that. No, you, no, no, hold on. But I mean, when I was there and in the theater, I was I was like envisioning that movie ending up on my top ten list, and like really being okay with eating crow about what I had said about this movie. um And I would say for two thirds of the movie I actually was like yeah I mean this I don't like this like it's kind of mediocre but I was totally okay like, it was not a piece of shit I was like okay because it I think the movie meanders I think it has um, I think that David O. Russell can't decide what he wants to do and he has this big like ensemble cast that doesn't all need to be there and so like he he writes in extra scenes for like Jennifer Lawrence that her character is just sort of I, I don't entirely know why she's there or the point of a lot of her scenes because uh, she's
0: married to Christian Bale. I don't know; it's his no, wife. She's yeah, stupid. but
2: I, what? But what purpose does she actually play in the story? And, and that she's stupid. Yes, but, it, but hold on, hold on. So, so any time that it would start to really frustrate me and I, I would feel that snowball effect, I would catch it and I'd be like, okay, all right, James, come on, just stop. Okay, what's where are we right now in the movie? Just reset and and be with the movie. So I was, I was doing okay. Um, and then near the end of the movie, there's a scene between Jeremy Renner and Christian Bale, um, where, and it's a, it's a great scene. The performances are wonderful. What's going on in that scene is really great because it's, it, it suddenly makes the movie about sort of their friendship and the way that Christian Bale's choices affect that friendship. Uh, and this guy that he actually really sort of respects, um, and I, as soon as that scene was over, that's when I got pissed because suddenly I realized that the movie so doesn't know what it wants to be about. And, and just like every scene kind of changes what it is. And it, and just feels like th- when they sat down to shoot that scene, David O. Russell said like, Hey, you know, it would be cool. What if Jennifer Lawrence sings a song for this section for no apparent reason? Um, what if her character has no clear motivation? What, you know, um, and, and I thought, man, those two actors went into this scene thinking that this was really going to be, you know, they knew what their characters were and why this, this scene was so important and what it really meant, and they turned in these great performances, and I just thought, it's really such a shame that the guy making this movie is wasting their time so substantially. Um, I, I think the movie has a really cool story, and I think in the hands of, like, a Ben Affleck, this would have been one of my favorite movies of the year. I think it's a, it's a really interesting characters, and I think the performances are amazing, I just
0: no <laughs> I think I think he fucks the whole thing up. But I am going to go ahead and call you on bullshit on this because you just said how great the movie is except for I don't understand what David O Russell did that made it bad. Um so Because and, and I'll I'll actually uh he wrote. I, I I let you talk for like 5 fucking minutes, okay? <laughs> um See, what I think that you kind of missed is Christian Bell is actually a con man and he's playing everybody in this. Yeah. And the scene you're talking about where Jennifer Lawrence is singing, he's overlaying it with the fact that she told on him to her new boyfriend. Yeah. And she knew that he was going to be in trouble with the mob. So he he uses his wife because he knows his wife has a big mouth and he says it at the very beginning in the first scene with him. And so he keeps on playing all these parts and with the Amy Adams uh, playing... uh, bradley cooper and she says you know i have to make them really like me and they play that throughout the whole movie and i think in a way this is why i think it's so well written is that they're conning not only uh the people in the movie but they're also conning the audience into believing that these performances are happening when i truly believe that christian bell's character and amy adams were that far ahead uh i i
2: didn't see that movie that's like the yeah, movie. Because you
0: put on your David O. Russell hate glasses. No,
2: no. The movie, it introduces shit that goes nowhere. Like what? It, uh, like, like his heart medication and things like that. That just, it pops up and then it never goes anywhere. And it, I, 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 no. The the reason that the movie's not good is because he wrote it. And then because he is so fickle in the way that he actually shoots the scenes. It's it's part of why people like working with him. Um, and they've said this in interviews that like, um and part of why he yelled at um, oh, what's her face Lily um, Tomlin Lily Tomlin on the set is that he doesn't really always know what he wants, so he'll he'll shoot a scene and sort of decide what it's going to be about while they shoot it, and so everybody's allowed to improv drama, which is really interesting, uh, except for the fact that it just means that every scene changes the motivation of characters, and and that it means that I never really get attached to anybody. I don't like Christian Bale's character, you know. I I'm sort of interested in in Amy Adams, but again she is a little bit different in every single scene. I don't know what she's trying to get at. Um, I really wish that this movie really made me feel like he and like like Christian Bale and Jeremy Renner were really friends and that he really did feel bad about what he was doing to Jeremy Renner. But he, I don't get you that at get all. did get that at all? No, only in that one scene. No, that that well, one there's... scene is the only place where, because then in the narration, because he way overuses narration. So are you talking about the scene he says, when he went like, to his house? really bad.
0: Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. Well, the re- scene in his house. Well, there's a whole scene with him at the hotel where he has to get up and leave because he knows that he's setting up yeah, Jeremy Randall's. character. Yeah, but it's the first for-
2: time that they introduce it. It's an hour and a half into this no, cause movie. No, because he
0: also has that dinner with him where he realizes that he's a good guy and he shouldn't be doing this. Nah, I don't, uh, no. I, yeah, I, you're t- you miss it. You just, like no, I said, you're no. so, yeah. Oh, yeah. No. Oh yeah. oh, yeah. You miss it. How do I get it out of it and then you don't? I, don't, I think you are way too forgiving. It's
1: subjective, and you can both yeah, have it, a different opinion. No, the absolutely. Same thing. But I'm, I'm just saying, like,
0: it, is, it
2: has nothing to do with me going into this movie with my hater pants on. Like, I, I think that as soon as you start a movie with not one but two narrators, uh, it's obnoxious. Like, uh, and, and as obnoxious as it was, I swear to you, 10 minutes into the movie, when it started really getting obnoxious, I, I pulled back and went, okay, that was his choice. Give it another chance. Like I, I gave this movie so many chances, and it's not—it is not a piece of shit. It's not. It's a—it's a decent mediocre film. It's just a shame that there are so many talented people in it. That's the problem. Louis C.K. is really good in it. He is. Oh yeah, Louis C.K. is really good in it. Yeah, I—I I think he probably steals every scene he's in. <laughs> That—that's another good scene though. Is the one where, um, Bradley Cooper is like if Bradley Cooper's in trouble for beating the shit out of Louis CK and they do the flashbacks to it, that's a really great scene. Yeah. Yeah. Partly because David Russell doesn't move the camera. Oh, what, what the fuck is with those shots where he'll just like, he'll just zoom in on a random character that, and and it's a shitty zoom too. Like everything goes out of focus.
0: Oh man. He did it in silver linings too.
2: Yeah. But, and, and that was part of why I like, I like silver linings playbook because he, he has to stick to that story. You know, he's not allowed to just meander and do whatever bullshit he wants. Um, but, the, but like, my problem with that movie was the way he shot it. Here, he's just allowed to do whatever the fuck he feels like because he wrote it. Um, and so he does that constantly. Ah, oh,
0: man. I never got it from it. James is a 3% of critics that don't like that movie. No,
2: I'm less than that. Most critics like that movie, but they have been conned. That's why I said, 97%. Yeah. Also, kind of sexist. How come... There is not a woman on screen unless you see a mile of cleavage or nipples. That's part of her character. That no, no, no. Not Amy Adams. Every woman in the movie. Because Jennifer Lawrence does it, too. No, 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 no.
0: No, no. Because, the style. because uh, Rush did it, too. Uh, false, because when she's doing that song that you hated so much, she's wearing like a full like turtleneck. Yeah, you're right. There. Oh,
2: I'm sorry. I was, so, I was being enough.
0: slightly hyperbole. Lawyered. Lawyered. Yeah, right. Brad, what did you watch this week? We'll let James cool off a minute before I ask yeah, him. please do. Uh, what he watched. Well, I finally Probably returned... I, Huckabees. <laughs> I
1: finally returned <laughs> your that, copy of The Tuxedo, which is a movie I rewatched. Did you watch it? Really? I did. Yeah, did I bought it a it? year ago, huh?
2: How did you feel about it? Uh,
1: Like, back then, I was, like, indifferent, and then rewatching it, it's still really corny. <laughs> yeah. uh, especially when Jennifer Love Hewitt is trying to be, uh, like, trying to be funny.
0: Mm. I don't I, really... I remember enjoying it. Or, like, I guess like you like I kind of remember liking parts in it but I don't yeah. remember I've had that DVD for years I haven't yeah. seen it in a long time The parts I
2: like are the Jackie Chan parts Yeah like he just is so naturally charismatic
1: It just has a uh, cartoonish <laughs> supervillain like if you you don't want I'm talking about this movie is about Jackie Chan <laughs> is a cab driver who gets hired to be a private driver for this um wealthy gentleman who is actually kind of a super spy and he's a super spy because he has this tuxedo that allows him to have all the skills he needs to be the super spy. And um, you think he's going to be like this gruff, like overbearing boss to Jackie Chan, right? But no, he's actually like really cool and like enjoys Jackie Chan's inexperience. Like, like Jackie Chan com- doesn't come from a wealthy background. So like he his idea of what he has to do for this guy is like over the top like too uh yeah, too I wealthy see. for him, is so who
0: plays the is it someone famous who plays the spy? I can't he's remember he's
1: the guy in the Patriot, right the villain
0: oh yeah, it's uh Jason Isaacs.
1: yeah, so anyway, he gets taken out by the villains, and um Jackie Chan haphazardly takes over the use of the tuxedo, and meanwhile the uh the spy organization that he was working for, Jennifer Love Hewitt is some desk. An analyst yeah. who just kind of follows up on the case. T- and she thinks that Jackie Chan is that guy because that guy, you know, mm. didn't really let himself be yeah. recognized. So she mistakes Jackie you're Chan. you're telling for the him. story
0: like the movie is playing in my yeah, head again. Yeah, yeah. exactly.
1: All based around the fact that there's this super villain who wants to, who is genetically engineered water <laughs> that makes you thirsty. Yeah. So, and it's. It's, it's his
2: distribution method I that, that I remember that the, the at most. At yeah. It's Gosh. the way he distributes the, the water that I think is the best.
1: Which I'm Through forgetting. the water bugs. Oh, yeah. he got,
2: like, you know, the bugs that, like, land on the water and sit there. Oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. And, like, that's how he's going to distribute the water that makes you thirsty is that, like, and, oh, yeah. That's, like, the, the the bulk of what I remember of that scene is the shot of, like, water bugs getting released around yeah. Jackie Chan.
1: There's a, about halfway through the movie where I just went back to working, and it just kind of played <laughs> through the rest of the but uh the parts that stood out, obviously, I was able to describe the beginning really well, because that's right, then after, like, when they actually try to attract it on this villain guy, it's kind of, you know, Jennifer Love Hewitt does these like silly things where, you know, she's not trained to be in the field. So like, she just goes to the, by the playbook of how she's supposed to fight people hand to hand. And it's, it's just really silly. Like how over yeah. the top she is about like following the rules. Um, but she's nice to look at. so
0: Yeah. She has great boobs. It's from that
2: sad period of Jackie Chan where like you, you felt like they were starting to farm him out. And so every year there would be a Jackie Chan movie that was very by the numbers. Because like The Medallion I think was the next year and it was almost the exact same
1: movie Same dynamic, yeah. Yeah. Like yeah.
0: yeah. It's weird you always find yourself enjoying movie, them because you like Jackie Chan so much. Ex- you know?
2: exactly. Like that's the shame of it is it's a it's a movie that you watch and you're like, yeah, this is fun and Jackie Chan is so cool and all that, but you know that like most people are going to hate that movie just because <laughs> it's kind of derivative. Yeah. You know.
1: So there's that and then um I saw Grudge Match, which is oh, uh,
0: dude! Did you go to Twitter and talk about how great it is? Have you seen like the ads for Grudge Match? All it is is a bunch of Twitter people saying go see this movie, oh, and uh-huh. they're actually integrating it into marketing really? of the movie. Yeah, they've been doing that a lot lately with some movies.
2: I can see it with other movies, but I feel like that is a movie targeted at like middle aged people.
1: So I'm well, I'm no, they're also
0: they they're also pumping up Kevin Hart being in it, so they're trying to. Oh, that's true. yeah. So. Sorry, how was it? <laughs> Which is
1: not my favorite aspect of the movie. It's <laughs> it's okay. Yeah, it's uh, really sentimental towards the end. Um, yeah. The stuff that bothered me was like, there's a lot of like old person humor. So There's a lot of jokes about getting old that yeah. you know would only resonate with people older than me. Um, so like
0: Rocky Balboa? Um,
1: no. <laughs> yeah, like there's... I like Rocky Balboa has that, but it feels more integrated into the story, yeah. whereas this just seems like they didn't know what else to do. Like there's this one part uh, that's not really... What, um, There's some goofy parts. I was gonna describe. Never mind. Um,
0: (laughs) Is Sylvester Stallone as good as he was in Stop or My mom will shoot.
1: (laughs) (laughs) It seems like they're trying to just fill time with the old, like old person humor. Mm. Um,
2: Because the premise is pretty sounds seems pretty simple of like
1: yeah, it's like Rocky Balboa kid,
2: and then they fight at some point.
1: Yeah, and Kevin Hart like he's in there to make black jokes, you know, like you crazy white people, and you know I'm doing black Um, things, like you know. Stuff we've seen before.
2: Describe a black thing.
1: <laughs> big. Uh,
2: Whoa, now. What? He said big. He said, big? <clears throat> he said that was describe a, a black thing, and that, that was said a big. dick joke. In the Tom Hanks <laughs> <Max> movie?
1: Um, Aww. <laughs> oh. <laughs> so, a great but movie. Yeah. the real crux of the story is that um, the interesting part is that Sylvester Stallone was uh, boxing Robert De Niro for like one match. So Sylvester Stallone lost the first one, and then the second one they rematched. De Niro lost, but only because he was too into himself to train harder. Um, and then shortly after that, Stallone just retired. And you find out later that he retired because Robert De Niro banged his girlfriend, Aww. and so Robert De Niro basically took away his took his girl from him. And then because he was upset about that and retired, he didn't have boxing anymore. So he quit boxing because he didn't want to give Robert uh, De Niro the satisfaction of another rematch to get, yeah. um, to get his title back. So he, by, cause he took his girl from him, he would take boxing from him, but in the, he really took boxing away from himself too. And then De Niro had Kim Basingers in the movie. And that's this girl. And he had a child with her, that she said he could never visit him, and he's John Bernthal, Bernthal from The Walking he's
0: Yeah, he's doing a lot of stuff this year. Yeah,
1: yeah. he uh, yeah. he eventually his um, stepfather dies, and so he's curious, like because Kevin Hart, his dad screwed these two over financially, like he was their manager or something, or the fight promoter, and so he wants to like get his name better like what's the word
0: uh, uh, like, uh, reputation
1: Yeah, his reputation he wants to fix his reputation so through this video game company that wants to use their likeness in the video game he like gets Rocky Balboa? yeah like Rocky Balboa it, it's similar it's right it's, it's Rocky Balboa it's similar setup and then the real nice part of the movie is how Robert De Niro basically like he reconnects with his son who he was told he wasn't allowed to visit and you think he hasn't been keeping tabs on him because he's, he's like this Boozer womanizer, um, turns out he's actually been following his son the whole time. He's just been respecting Kim Basinger's wish to not s- have him be in their life. And then Kim Basinger's sad about you know screwing over Stallone, so she's trying to like get back with him. Um, it's like a family, yeah, sentimental thing. So it wasn't too bad, but
2: so it's basically Rocky Balboa. Except that instead of fighting somebody young, he fights Raging Bull, and Raging Bull had sex with Adrian.
1: Yes. Okay. <laughs> And also, uh, Alan Arkin... And
2: Adrian's not dead.
1: Alan Arkin's Stallone's what? dad. I know, right? And so he's... Um, Burgess Meredith, basically. Mickey.
0: <laughs> so, like, in real life, though, Alan Arkin's, what, like, 10 years older than Sylvester Stallone? <laughs> <laughs> Possibly, yeah. Yeah, that's true.
1: He, he gets most of, like, the I'm too, I'm too old for this stuff jokes. Um, and there's, like, really this really disturbing part where Stallone break, uh, finally cracks and calls up Kim Basinger. And, like, Alan Arkin's in the background, like, making, like sex like thrusting moves like nice. really just like ugh, 80 plus year old man <laughs> gyrating <laughs> Oh, he's
2: not that old is he? Oh, he is.
1: I think so.
0: No, I mean I'll look it no, up while he's you in it so
2: I can't you no, know, I can't deal with Alan Arkin mm-hmm. getting old.
1: So it was a fine one and done watch. And then the second movie I watched uh well I guess the third one is uh The Secret Life of Walter Mitty. Oh, mm. cool. Which I was really interested to see because when I was in college um, and my teachers were critiquing my work video wise, yeah, one of them told me that um, my stuff reminded her of the original, *The Secret Life of Walter Mitty* with Danny Kay, which I've only been able to see like a scene of on *Stars* and i was slipping through, yeah. And at the point in the movie that I was at, it wasn't enough to keep my attention, so I was like, I'll just reconnect with this later when I can see it from the beginning. So in this movie didn't look anything like what I saw <laughs> back then, but I really want to see it. Cause I was like, I wonder what she means by this. So, um, I thought it was really good. Hmm. I cool. really enjoyed it. It's, um, the premise is pretty much said in the trailer. Uh, Walter Mitty daydreams a lot. Hmm. And, uh, he is interested in asking out Kristen Wig, who works at his job. He's a negative, uh, s- organizer. At Life Magazine, and they're going out of business. They're switching over to um, the not internet. Negatives, yeah, not negative.
2: <laughs> at the very least, not negatives. Yeah,
1: they're uh, they're switching over to an all web based thing. Adam Scott is beard <laughs> called Beard Guy, the guy who's taking over the company. And um, Sean Penn is this photographer who is very old school. He sends everything in on a film, uh, and uh, he's very hard to track. He Doesn't have a cell phone, um, so but he has been working with uh, Ben Stiller for 16 years and trust him to handle his work well. And he has a picture for the very last cover print issue and it doesn't show up in the mail. He says it's there, but Ben Stiller can't find it. So he's trying to track down Sean Penn to figure out like, where is this at? And eventually it basically has him, like it forces him to leave the construct of his little lonely world and branch out and um he's encouraged to uh expand his horizons more because he's got this eHarmony profile page that it's like what are some interesting things you've that you've done? He's like, I have been to Phoenix <laughs> 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 And eventually by that's, the end of the movie that's like better than no answer. Yeah, and uh Kristen wig like her profile, she also has a profile in eHarmony that says like, I like adventurous, creative people. So like it he, like he wants to branch out and like yeah. expand his horizons and it, eventually this this little uh debacle takes him through like across the world like to the Himalayas and uh eventually it goes from visually being like his daydreams to like reality like all the extreme things that he thinks he would make up or have actually become like real yeah like he thinks he was daydreaming being in the ocean with a shark when actually he was <laughs> floating in the ocean with a shark like he he looked yeah it, it uh his uh imagination the, just kind of disintegrates the fact into, that he
2: imagines so much sort of gives him the courage to actually do things but he doesn't realize he was actually doing yeah yeah, yeah when he's doing anything cool.
1: he he's like oh i'm daydreaming again and it's like no you're really in the ocean with a shark we're gonna send a boat <laughs> to get you that's cool um yeah it was it's was charming um and but there's like this sequence where he daydreams that he like jumps out the window with adam scott and they're fighting over an arm a stretch armstrong doll which I'm like that eh, probably wasn't the original. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. But it's like really over the top cuz they're like s- like foot skateboarding on asphalt that's being chewed up. It's like really like blockbustery over the top special effects. That's cool. Sequence. Um it's the other stuff that's more charming like when he gets to Iceland and he has to get from the top of a mountain down to the this town that's like it looks like it's 50 miles away, but there's this big downward winding road and you learn in the past like he really had interesting things about him. Like he used to be like a really good pro skateboarder. Um, so like he meets up with these kids in Iceland, like at a truck stop and he trades the stretch Armstrong dog doll for the skateboard and like reconnects with like stuff that he's kind of shelved in his life and like uses them to get to where he needs to go next. That's really cool. Uh,
2: That both, that both makes me want to see that movie and makes me understand why the reviews have it been so binary. Um, I can see why some people wouldn't like it cuz it.
1: it's 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 unusual. Yeah, exactly. Um and not very focused, I guess. And there's also right. a really funny like uh through thing, like through line with uh, Pat O'swalt. He uh, is the e-, e Harmony account consultant, so periodically like it starts out like, he's trying to help Ben Stiller improve his profile and then as Ben Stiller like goes throughout the world Ben uh, Pat Oswald just call him up and say, "Hey man, I you know I just wanted to help you finish your profile." Uh, <laughs> what uh, you know? He said you're in Phoenix. He's like, "Yeah, I was in Phoenix, but actually now I'm in Greenland." He's like, "Holy shit, you're in Greenland? <laughs> That's crazy!" Like, "Yeah, I gotta go jump in a volcano." I'll see you later. Like, "You're in a volcano." It's so, like cuts off. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Cool. And eventually, they meet up later because he gets uh, uh, taken down by airport security, and like the only person he knows in LA is Patton Oswald on the from the phone so funny they kind of discuss like you know by that time he's like man you're not anything like i pictured you like i imagine you like is this gray square this boring gray square and now you're like this worldly world traveler it's amazing so cool
2: cool recommended awesome
1: That james, makes me happy. james are you are you cooled off now are you ready
2: yeah yeah i've calmed down some i think i'm i think i'm gonna be okay all right um so there's really only one other thing that i saw this week uh, which is well, actually, I guess I rewatched kantiki because I, I showed it to my parents, and that movie's really cool. uh people should check it out and um the other thing was I got a chance to go see inside Lewin Davis, which is the new uh, Cohen Brothers film about uh folk music um and it follows the stories of, it follows lewin davis who 's this this folk musician who 's a little a little irritable and and everybody around him seems to kind of hate him. Uh, and he's he's actually homeless. He just sort of floats around Greenwich Village and stays at like stays at whatever friend will tolerate him the most at that time. Um, I, you know, whoever has a couch, um, which like at the beginning includes um, Carrie Mulligan, who is is great but also just fucking hates his guts. Uh, and in the very first scene, she reveals that she's pregnant, and of course he is he's broke, so he. He has to find a way to get some money so that he can, you know, decide what he's going to do. I, I guess that's the way to describe it. Um, the movie, let me make it very clear. Because I, I think that, you know, it's a comedy from the Coen brothers and it's about music. And so people keep saying, oh, brother, where art thou? When they talk about this movie. And it is very much not that movie. If you liked Oh, Brother, where art thou? And especially if the only Coen brothers movie you like is Oh, Brother, where art thou? You will probably not like this movie. Um, it is definitely one of their quiet introspective, like it's, it's still a comedy, but it's a, it's a dark comedy. It's not a movie that's going to make you like laugh out loud. It's just going to have like these these like lighthearted moments to it, um, and be a little bit kooky. But the truth is it's, it's, you know, a little bit sad. Um, so don't go thinking it is a fun adventure. Um, but I did really like it. I don't think I loved it as much as I wanted to. You know, it, it sounds like a movie made for me where it's like, oh, the Coen brothers are making a movie about folk music. And that sounds like, oh, man, I I should just adore that. Um, but I think part of it is the movie is so, um, so s- introspective. It's so much about like this one character and, and really sort of exploring his life and and really the life of a lot of folk music uh, musicians at that time. Um, because for every Bob Dylan, there were so many people playing in these little clubs that. Um, as talented as they were, never really went anywhere, and and that's really what this movie is about. This movie is about the guy who never goes anywhere. Um, it's kind of cool. It it keeps sort of changing what the movie is about. Um, he you know he'll have a motivation for a little while, and then maybe he'll sol- he'll get the money to solve one problem, and then he'll have another one. Um, so it, it's it's sort of touching on all these different aspects of what that music scene was. Uh, he eventually runs into John Goodman, who's a jazz musician and, and really funny. Like his whole section is really fun. But of course, once you find out what's really going on, there's a lot more to that as well. Um, it's really more just a like slice of life of what folk musicians were going through at that time. Um, it, the, I, I will say this as well. The, the music is really great. And I think uh, inserted into the movie very intelligently um, and, and in really impressively written um i don't know how much of it is like how much of the 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 lyrics are written by the cohen brothers or how much were you know they had in that but i i assume they had quite a bit um because i mean i, I don't want to spoil too much but there are actual folk songs in the movie and then when you compare those actual folk songs to what Lewin davis is doing they're like they're bizarrely similar. Like Lewin Davis's songs are, are really good. Um and they've got like he'll sing little lyrics and I'll be like, oh, that's totally like very reminiscent of this kind of music. Um but at the same time, his songs are um like unapproachable in some way. Like his songs are his songs are like folk music versions of Decemberist songs, if that makes some sense, where like they're they're about like one of the songs he sings is about this queen who dies in childbirth and that's what the song is about and and folk music at the time while it was poetry it, it was a i don't know it it was a bit more approachable than some of his stuff is so you kind of understand why he's not going anywhere um and it's really impressive are the decembrists oh they're a, they're a modern like indie band that uh that that does sort of folky music uh, but they sing a lot of songs about like you know that are set in the 1800s in if that you know,
0: so sure. It sounds like a great band. No, they're they're really good, but they play sort shitty. of
2: depressing songs. Fuck you. Um, Do you like them? Oh yeah, no, they're great. Oh, they're oh. great, man. They're they're really good. But they, s- I could get a rile out of you. It's they, like they, they say
0: David O'Russell. Russell.
2: <laughs> <laughs> they they sing a lot of songs about like drowned daughters and things like that. Oh, that sounds great. Oh yeah, wonder, no, super depressing. That. Well, but they're uplifting songs. You know, they got a they gotta beat and you you can dance to them. And you're like, oh yeah. Uh, anyway. Oh yeah, my daughter oh, just yeah. drowned. Yeah.
0: Um, <laughs> and I have syphilis, <laughs> oh,
2: no, totally, they would totally include syphilis. in fact, there are songs with syphilis in them, ah bet you can carry
0: moonchan yeah, <laughs> yeah.
2: there 's a there 's a song about like it 's called the Mariner 's Revenge, where this dude uh, gives this other dude 's mom like v d and then she dies, and so he goes and tries to get revenge on that dude oh um, shit yeah um, anyway it it 's a really good movie. I definitely think people should check it out. Um, Justin Timberlake is fantastic, he plays sort of a if you ever saw a mighty wind, and you remember the uh, the band, um, the Main Street Singers, that are like this very mainstream, corny fucking band. He's sort of this movie's version of that, where he sings a song that I I'm pretty positive was nominated for a Golden Globe, which is hilarious because it is it is the shittiest song in the movie. It's it's called Dear Mr. Kennedy, and it's about like um, it's about John Glenn not wanting to go into space. Uh, and it's it's real poppy and garbage and uh, uh, and Llewyn Davis is like singing on the song. And you can just tell that he hates it because he feels like he's giving up all of his art for it. Um, and, and Justin Timberlake is fantastic. Pop um, music's art. it Well, but it's it's not his art. You asshole. You're just trying to get at me. You um, know, you know, I'm you know, I'm right now. So, yeah, it's go, go. it's With a really fun movie. But, like
0: uh, you, you. Yeah, let me do that like Bob Dylan. Wake me up before you go go.
2: Wait, wait, uh, you gotta, you gotta mumble more. I can't, I can still hear what you are saying. You gotta really, yeah. Um, so it's a, it's a good movie. It's just not for everybody. So I am afraid that, like, you know, the Oh Brother Where Are Thou crowd is gonna go and see this and be like, "What the fuck is this?" Um, is there and such I think a sh-
0: thing as Oh Brother Where Are Thou crowd?
2: Oh my god, yes. Oh my god, yes. Um, and the, the ending is really interesting. I, I don't want to spoil it, but they are doing something very very interesting with this movie and it makes me want to see it again and, and again after that
0: so um, there's people that are actually clamoring for the next where brother are, where art though. Like, uh, well I
2: don't think they're clamoring <laughs> for a sequel but no that
0: movie I mean I know just yeah. kidding
2: you meet a lot of people I've, I've met in the last few weeks people who've been like oh yeah I want to see it. dude last night I was at this bar and there was this dude at the, like the table next to us and I heard him say I heard that that new Coen Brothers movie with the folk singers I heard that movie is dope as shit nice that guy is not going to like this movie. Just
0: saying. But what if he leaves the movie? He's like,
2: oh, man, that new Coen Brothers movie was dope as shit. Yeah. Uh, then I want to be
0: his best friend. That, that part where yeah. Justin Timberlake sang that one song is my favorite song. That was dope.
2: <laughs> <laughs> oh, man. Yeah. So it's just funny. Um, so, yeah, people should check it
0: out for sure. Cool. Guess what, boys? What? This week we went and saw The Wolf of Wall Street brad should people go see the wolf of wall street
1: i did enjoy it
0: james should people go see the wolf of wall street uh, yeah absolutely cool yeah i thought the movie was pretty good too um, here's a trailer for the wolf of wall street my name is jordan Belfort. the year i turned 26 i made 49 million dollars which really pissed me off because it was three shy of a million a week we're making a name for ourselves. Nobody knows if a
1: stock is going to go up, down, sideways, or in circles. You know what a fugazi is? No. Fugazi. It's a uh, fake. Yeah, hey, fugazi. Fugazi. It's a wasi. It's a woozy. It's a f- fairy dust. Was all this legal? Absolutely not.
2: We were making more money than we knew what to do with.
0: We don't work for you, man.
2: Yeah,
1: my money take to your booze. Technically,
0: you do work for me. Primo. What's wrong, Daddy? But what did you bring
1: home? Oh my god. FBI. Any kind of booze you might want? No, the bureau forbids us from drinking.
0: Ugh. Ah! So follow me, you're good. Ah! I'm doing 500, I'm out of control. Ah! But there's nowhere to go. Ah! There's no way to slow. If I knew what I knew in the I would have been like that on your How does this actually work? There's a big money sign. They get launched at the tide they stick. Yeah. This is their gift, okay? They're built to be thrown like a lawn dart. One, two, three. Stop. Okay? Safety first. Safety, is, you safety go. is God, first. We okay. don't want to get a
2: bad reputation.
0: So the Wolf of Wall Street is kind of t- telling uh, a fantastical version of a uh, stock market broker who uh, I-, I don't know how to like it, how to set this up. Like it's like because it's, it's based on the book
2: that the guy actually wrote. Yeah. So it kind of feels like the version of the story written by the guy who lived it. Yeah. So I think it's a little. Well, um, yeah, I think
0: it's supposed to be like you know a hyper reality fantasy. Yeah. Like well, Leonardo DiCaprio plays. Uh, Jordan and Belmont, Belmont, and he, all he wants to do is be a Belmont. million. Belmont, is it Belmont? Yeah,
2: I thought it was Belmont. I don't think it's yeah. Belmont.
0: Whatever. Um. Anyways, he and all he wants to do is make millions of dollars. That's his yeah life goal is to make millions of dollars. And so he works really hard, and he gets his big break at some big stock firm. And uh, on his first day in the job, the first guy he meets is really funny. He's saying how stupid he is, and if you want to make three hundred or $400,000 would be like me. And then Matthew McConaughey shows up and says, I made a million dollars. And he says, fuck this guy right here. And, um, it's really well done. And is this the kind of movie that you like the narrator in this one? He breaks the fourth wall and he's talking to you all the time. And,
2: um, yeah, I mean, it's done well. Yeah. I I don't, I don't love it. it. It's still a crutch, but it,
1: those are probably my favorite parts of the movie is, uh, yeah, the th- the things Martin Scorsese does to tell the story that are very unconventional, like breaking the fourth wall, yeah, or using like like you think you're watching a pre-recorded video of mm-hmm. what happened, yeah. and it turns into what is actually happening in that scene. Like yeah. those little touches are yeah. very nice. That's stuff my, I my favorite
0: shot in the movie is, uh, you know, Leo has these he calls them sales meetings before everyone, and um, he goes and he's he has the mic and. He says something and says, "Now go out there and sell this fucking stock." And it's, I think, it's a Steve Madden scene. And he points mm. the microphone out to the audience, and the camera like tracks out, and then it yeah. pulls all the way back back to Leonardo DiCaprio. Is yeah. freaking sweet. And he keeps on talking. But anyways, he gets a job and um, he has a lunch with Matthew McConaughey, which is a great scene. I think Matthew. I can't believe Matthew McConaughey is only in one scene in the movie. Oh yeah, um, but, but it's, it's a great scene. It is great. Uh, it, it's better than his performance in Mud. Um, <laughs> you, you haven't even seen it. <laughs> I haven't. And uh, So anyways, he finally works his way up to being a stockbroker, and uh, his first day is a Black Friday That in the 80s. There's a huge stock market crash. Yeah, 1987. So uh, that whole firm got fired and went wiped out. And uh, he went around, and he was trying to find a job, and then he got a job at a Pink Slips, which I never knew even existed, at Penny, Penny stocks. stocks. But he yeah. found out that you get 50% commission on it, and there's a great scene where he takes information that he got in his interview in quotations, and he sits down and sells this guy like five thousand dollars or four thousand dollars, something like that. And it ends up being
1: ten grand, I think.
0: Is it ten grand? Maybe it's no, six. no, no. That's the, that's a later scene where he's selling that dude on the phone.
2: Yeah, it's 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 so five grand. Six. He, he makes or like or six, yeah, yeah
0: two or three thousand dollars in like two minutes. Yeah, and then he realizes that he could use this to exploit all these people well, and it's cool. Cause like
2: in that scene, all the other dudes in the office start turning and watching mm-hmm. him. Cause they're like, holy shit. Like, cause he is clearly on another level than they are.
0: And what's, what's cool about his interview too, is he's, he's saying, wait a minute, why the fuck am I wasting time with this stuff? When I should be selling Disney and blue chip stocks. And then when he hears that he make 50% commission, yeah, it's like, boom, I know how to make tons of money on that. And uh yeah, it, you know, I was worried about, that this movie might go on too long. Cause it is three hours long. Um, but it it moves by pretty fast. Yeah, and, uh, the performances are really interesting. It's because um, it's always entertaining. Yeah, like even even though it's not
2: you know it's not like it changes what it's about very often. Um, it is telling one ongoing story, um, but every scene is really fun to watch.
0: Yeah, I was before you got here I was talking to Brad. Uh, the movie opens with them throwing midgets on a dartboard, and whoever gets it closer to the center makes the most money, like $25,000. Yeah. And then later on in the movie, they're having a boardroom meeting where they're talking about what they can call midgets, what they'll do. Yeah, um, the legal ramifications. Yeah, the legal of, ramifications yeah. of... Because... Not, to, not to look them in the eyes. Yeah, not look them in the eyes because they're technically performers, so they don't count as people. If they're <laughs> Yes, yeah, so if anybody gets hurt. And yeah. it says... And Leo says this line where he says, I mean, I don't want them to pull down their pants and start fucking whipping their dicks out and masturbating. Oh, one of them will whip out his dick and (laughs) show it to people. it's, It's just really bizarre, and it seems like an improv scene yeah but it also is, seems so natural with all of them that it, it well, the,
2: the dialogue is layered so specifically that like he doesn't he doesn't immediately say this guy will whip his dick out like they 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 say a few more lines and yeah. they talk about a different issue and then they come back around and that guy's like well and this guy will rip his dick out and then they're like well we'll keep that in our pocket you know just to get and you're like you know yeah it's you're right. It feels improv in that it is so natural, but also that the dialogue is so smart. And yeah. I think too,
0: because it has Jonah Hill and another guy who does lots of those kind of improv. I forget who's Rugrat forget. What's his character. What's his <sighs> oh man. But he's in lots of movies where he's kind of a silly guy. And so seeing Leonardo DiCaprio kind of play like that was really fun to see. Yeah. Um, you know, and even the scene uh, Rob Reiner plays his dad, which is great. Yeah, um, because they they kind of hit at it in the trailer where they spent twenty six thousand dollars on sides if, at this dinner, and his dad comes in and. <laughs> Just before he comes, he's like, oh, shit, here comes my dad. Pretend we're talking about something interesting. He won't know what the fuck we're talking about. And then... Because <laughs> his dad's an accountant.
2: Yeah. So, like, you know, they're doing all this shady shit and spending money <laughs> left and right. You know, they're making all... Not only are they doing shady shit, making money, but then they're spending the money like crazy. And so for an accountant, he's just, like, furious about... doesn't matter what they do. They're going to piss this guy off. Um, and, yeah, that whole interaction between him and Jonah Hill was
0: great. Yeah. Uh, it's just... See this is a character that makes all the wrong decisions but I still kind of like him whereas when I saw Flight I didn't like Denzel Washington's character at all. I was
2: going to bring it up because this movie has the exact same scene in it. It
0: does where he's you know he's going to give up and he's not going to uh Oh, you are about I don't even mean that. About?
2: I mean the one where like he is completely wasted but they need him to perform and so like in while watching a uh, um uh, oh shit! What was his name? Um, the cartoon show about eating spinach and Popeye. 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 Oh yeah. So <laughs> he sees the Popeye, and then he goes and finds a small vial of cocaine and
1: <laughs> downs it in a first aid kit. <laughs> yeah. Yes,
2: which he did <laughs> in a first aid kit, um, and he and he downs that really quick, and it like gives him super strength, <laughs> yeah, and he he gets up so like funny. the Hulk and is ripping shit off of himself. <laughs> he's, right. like, he's like, yeah. I have to save Jonah Hill. Oh, it's yeah, no, and it's it's basically the same like premise,
0: but um, done better. Yeah. Um, I don't know. And, you know, that seems funny, too, because, you know, he takes these lewds that he thinks are, don't work. Lemons. So he take lemons. So he takes a bunch of them. But then they kick in 90 minutes later because they're so old. And he has to get out of there to stop Jonah Hill from talking on the phone to his accountant.
1: Which the FBI, FBI are listening to. Yeah.
0: In Sweden, who's played great by Jeanne d'Argentine. Um, <laughs> and uh, so he's crawling out and he makes it home and he says, oh, man, look, I didn't even kill anybody. And then they play replay what actually happened. And oh was, yeah, watching
2: <laughs> him destroy that Ferrari. Oh, it's so funny. <laughs> so good. Oh um, man, yeah. So,
0: yeah. The movie is I, it's a black comedy. I didn't think it was. Yeah. The, the previews kind of sell it as this drama, and it has like hints of you know comedy in it, but it's pretty much a straight comedy. Yeah. Um, because you're just looking at this guy, and you're like, this dude's an ass clown.
2: Oh yeah, no, he's a, he is a pathetic, like horrible human being. Mm-hmm. Um, and. It, I, if I have many complaints about the movie, I think it is that I I feel like the ending sort of, I don't know if it redeems him. It just it just sort of exists. Like, I, I don't know yeah. what I'm supposed to get out of the end of this movie. See,
0: to me, the ending of the movie is saying that you can be rich, and you can do a whole bunch of horrible shit, and you'll get out in three years, and your prison isn't that bad, and you can go yeah. back to doing what you want to do.
2: Yeah. It's more, and, and maybe this is being tainted by the fact that just today I found out, like... Um I haven't I haven't read the article I simply heard about it. That basically this guy's actual daughter um wrote a letter sort of condemning Martin Scorsese for uh for like I'm not idolizing but making her dad look as good as this movie does. Like she basically hates her dad and thinks he is a horrible person which I mean the person in this movie is a horrible person. Yeah. I think it's just that that ending almost like I don't know what that very last shot is.
0: See, to me, that's that's the only question. See, I think it's just because of who Leonardo DiCaprio is and how he plays it. I don't think he's redeeming at all. I think you're right. I think he's
1: actually punished in the end. Yeah.
0: Because
1: he's surrounded by those people that he. There's probably no way he'll get them to. He'll never be able to train them.
0: Yeah. Because that's his
1: passion and he can't. Mm -hmm. You're right. And
0: even, you know, his last meltdown where he's, you know, punching his wife and, you know, stealing his kid and. You know, crashing his car and stuff. I mean, yeah, he's not a good person. Oh no,
2: I agree. Like, I, it is only that last shot. And Brad, I think you just hit it on the head. I think that's what I missed is that that's what those blank stares are about. Um, yeah, like no, the I t- I his just...
1: good times are gone. Like, yeah. and those people, he was lucky to have those people to be able to like copy what he did, and now he's stuck in this world where he's like, he'll never get any of that back.
0: Yeah, cool. <laughs> I like you that. know, there was that great scene too where he's getting to know Jonah Hill. And he said, You know, there's rumors going around that you, you know, you married your cousin. <laughs> and then Jonah Hill goes on this long speech. He <laughs> says, Yeah, I mean, if they're retired, we just drop them off in the mountain and go you just somewhere. Just let, let him go free. And then, you know, Leonardo DiCaprio, the character, is like, What the hell is he talking about? And Jonah Hill just starts laughing. He says, No, nah, man, we don't have any kids. And he's like, He still married his cousin. Though. Was, <laughs> oh, yeah. yeah.
2: It was at that point that I re- that then I knew why the movie was three and a half hours long. Yeah. Like, because that's when I was like, Oh, this movie's really long because. They, you know, the the dialogue just is allowed to do run its course, and they've got these really funny scenes, and and I'm sure that the stuff that's on the cutting room floor is really good too.
0: Yeah, um, but we'll probably never see it because Scorsese doesn't like that. Uh, yeah, putting out. Well, but in this case, scenes. maybe he will.
2: You know, mm-hmm. because this is one where you know maybe he really liked that original cut, and and even if you know
0: he agrees with cutting it down for theaters, maybe maybe he'll let us see it. Uh, me and Brad were talking too before he got here. Did you feel this? Film borderlined on pornographic. Um, yeah, Prude. <laughs> Um I, I mean,
2: no, in the way that like I, do, I don't think the movie should have been like NC seventeen or anything like that. I don't know what movie should be. Um, I, I think it is. I'll say this: I think that it is shocking how far they go with some things. I like the very first shot you see that is you know sexual in any way is him seemingly like sucking cocaine out of a hooker's Belting. asshole. Yeah. Um <laughs> which is not a thing I've ever seen before or necessarily needed to see. Um and I'm not entirely sure. Mm. No, I mean yeah, it there is a reason it's in the movie. You know, because you are yeah. supposed to see this guy as as really just being pretty disgusting. Uh and the life he is living is is pretty disgusting and and generally pathetic. No, it seems his life is pretty sweet.
0: I, Millions eh, of dollars, fucking a bunch of chicks.
2: Sure. But he is also like, you know, uh, having having like hookers who will not uh, respect his safe word pour wax all yeah. over him and like beat the shit out of
1: him. There's tons of STDs. I mean, yeah. I mean, he does get a lot he is, of STDs. Oh, yeah. yeah,
2: yeah. Yeah, he even talks about like, n- you know, needing to get penicillin shots before his wedding night. <laughs> um, and like, uh, I, I think the movie is sort of summarized by the scene, but that scene where he takes all the lewds and then has to crawl to his car. Mm-hmm. Like, in in fact, the fact that he is crawling from a payphone to a Lambo- to a, to a Ferrari or a Lamborghini, whichever those are, they, it must be a Lamborghini. I think it's a Ferrari. No, I think it's, a Ferrari. Yeah, yeah, it's a Ferrari.
1: Anyway, whatever Don Johnson <laughs> drove in Miami Vice. <laughs> yeah, exactly. yeah. Um, the, like that scene is
2: a metaphor
0: for this guy's entire life. Well, that too. Where he's
2: going from a payphone to this ridiculous car, and he's crawling on his hands and knees, completely fucked out of his brain.
0: I think too, he doesn't have any redeeming qualities too, because there's no. that one scene with Aunt Emma. Where you know his internal monologue is, oh man, I think she's totally hitting on me, <laughs> and then he tries to hit. He's starting to hit on her, and she's like, oh, this guy's hitting on me. Yeah, <laughs> and it's funny because he doesn't see himself as you know he thinks he's untouchable and he's all cool. And it's summarized in that scene where you know he's going to give himself up to the SEC and John F- John Favreau's in like five minutes of the movie. Mm-hmm. Yeah, and uh, he's just hanging yeah. on set. Um, and he says, you know, he's about to give up, and then he realizes. What he's giving away, and yeah. then he decides he's not going to do it. And see, that's to me, he's a more interesting character than Denzel Washington's character in Flight. Yeah, no, I, no, I agree. Uh, so, yeah, it was fun. And there's yeah. also
1: like parts when he's like narrating. He's talking about like people who he's interacted with that have like killed themselves or have died in relation to what he's done, and he just kind of blows it off as like, "Hmm, that was weird." Yeah, yeah. When
2: well, and, and I think part of why the narration works here is that the the narration isn't giving you. It's not skipping over important parts of the story. It's it's sort of giving you his thoughts, uh, and that's really all narration should do. Because um, you, you, when he tells you things, you don't feel like you didn't you you didn't either either you didn't see that or you didn't need to see it. Um, so, you know, just to address the question from before, um, I, I'll say this. Um, you know, I I haven't decided whether or not this is on my top ten list or not, but I I feel like. Martin Scorsese just isn't talking to me like I I don't know and this is just a this is an aside it's nothing to do with the movie um I don't know like I compare this movie to like all all, his movies like this because this movie is is very similar to a Goodfellas or something like that where it's about crime and has these funny bits to it and has this narration and stuff like that I I don't know I I just don't think they they they're for me Martin Scorsese's never been a guy that is really you know know,
0: you don't like to that parted you're weird
2: no, it's not that I don't like it. I just don't love it.
0: I, I Yeah. I mean, I
1: like the movie, but I don't know if I'd ever like actively try to see it again. Hmm. So, it's like I feel yeah. like it's just a flight of fancy for him. I think I think I would. Like there's like, nothing for me to take away from it. I think it's actually
2: it. good enough that I might I might buy it because I think it's really funny. Um but yeah, like you say, I think it's a movie that I I end up not being super passionate about because I don't think I I don't think I love the characters. Um I I think that's just like a, a, you know, I think Martin Scorsese really connects with and loves these like sort of criminal uh, characters and that's just not me, um, and it's just again it's nothing against the movie or he, I mean he's wildly talented like I would get like you said that shot of going through mm-hmm. the crowd I love like his movies are gorgeous um, it's just a thing that I mean, he's no David I've, O Russell I mean that's bad <laughs> um David O Russell wishes he was Martin Scorsese um, mm-hmm. actually he literally does um, I, I don't know what it is I, he's mm. just one of those directors that especially for how big he is I don't know why he never quite hits me.
0: No,
1: hmm. so, doesn't have to.
2: Yeah. Oh no no. I just I wanted to bring it up.
0: Yeah. It's. Uh, yeah. You know. I've he's never been one of my favorites. Um, I mean, I really like The Departed, and uh, I mean, I really like this movie. It probably won't be in my top ten, but it's one of. I, I will own it. I think it's a cool movie. Yeah. Um. I, it's something because I really like the performances in it. Um. So yeah. Yeah. You'll, did, well, you'll own it just to
2: watch like all the nude scenes. Well,
0: I really want to watch it because I want to see how to sniff coke out of someone's ass. Yeah. And then I'm just gonna be like. You know, tell my wife, just relax. It's going to be okay. How do you even buy cocaine? Where do you even buy that shit from?
2: Where do you buy... Uh, listeners, if you know where to buy some cocaine, yes. yeah, hook us up. No, no, I don't want some. <laughs> I just want to know where. No, Wait,
1: is that incriminating? <laughs> <laughs>
2: don't oh, say
0: anything man. incriminating. I'm wearing a wire. Yeah.
2: So, yeah, cool. Oh, and Kyle Chandler. I like Kyle it's I knew I was going to like the movie as soon as yeah, Kyle yeah, Chandler popped up. Oh, that was a great Sing scene it. when
0: they're on the boat. Yeah. Oh, no, yeah. Yeah. Can you say that again? Just the way you said it, just
1: the same way. Oh, um, I don't know what you're talking no, about. Oh, come on, you know what I'm talking no, about. I don't just know what say the talk- same. I think what Jordan just did is he. If I'm not mistaken, no. you just tried to bribe a federal officer. No, technically ah, I didn't bribe anybody. No, no, that's technically, not the that's, no. no, I heard no. According
0: to the U.S. Criminal Code, there needs to be an exact dollar figure for an oh. exchange of services. That would not hold up in a court of law. No, you no I heard it. it. No, 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 no. That's the truth. But I want to tell you this. Yeah. The same gentleman that told me that you tried to get your broker's license also told me that you were a straight arrow. You ran a security check on me. Well, no, when you. Sail on a boat fit for a Bond villain, sometimes you need to play the part, right?
2: One of my one of my favorite FBI agents in a while, maybe even. Because that, that scene is so well played where you almost think like, wait a second, is he is he turning Kyle Chandler? And then you're like, Oh no, no no, Kyle Chandler's way smarter than this dude is Yeah.
0: And then he calls over his partner so he can repeat what he said so they can bust him for it yeah you know and he says i don't know what you're talking about i didn't (laughs) offer you anything he says no say the next part you want some lobster (laughs) 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 i think it is i think it
2: is a a, um, part of why leonardo dicaprio is so good that i keep i kept forgetting that he was actually an idiot Mm. like i kept forgetting that he was he was really stupid and was going to continue to make really stupid choices he knows how to Um, make money
0: that's about all he's good at
2: right exactly you know and 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 he's surrounded himself maybe that's why because he surrounds himself with absolute morons like really dumb people, you know, when he makes like the movie Dick references and the one mm-hmm. guy's like, what book? And you're like, Oh my, Oh my God. Or no, captain who that was the line. Um, but he's taught these guys to make millions and millions of dollars <laughs> when he's doing
0: the first sales pitch from the script and he's fucking air. <laughs> yeah. yeah. <laughs> like, oh yeah. yeah, yeah. Nobody's any fucking thing. <laughs> yeah. yeah. say Fucking this movie a lot. It's awesome. Oh yeah. they do. Lots of tits. It was the eighties. Lots of man ass. If you're into it. Yeah. A lot of thrusting. Yeah. You know, there's that orgy of gay guys, and then when they're trying to figure out who stole fifteen thousand dollars out of his sock drawer, they're not getting anywhere. You're like, oh, okay, I guess nothing's gonna happen. And then they deck that dude and hold yeah. him over the side of the <laughs> <laughs>
1: <laughs> and pay the police to beat him up. Yeah.
0: <laughs> <laughs> and, and what's
2: great is that then in, in the next scene he's like, I mean, I didn't give a shit about the fifty thousand dollars. I was like, it was no big deal. I, I make more than that during lunch, but um yeah, man, what a piece of shit. Yep. Sheesh. I'm gonna be just like him. <laughs> Yeah, just kidding. Well, Uh, there is that great scene where like he steals his daughter and throws her in the car, and I don't know if that's the daughter, but you know, he steals his daughter and throws her in that car, and you're just like, oh my god, you're the worst. Yeah, you are the worst person, man.
0: Be the wolf of Ohio Avenue. Yep, (laughs) the wolf of Lakewood. (laughs) fuck! I don't like wolves. (laughs) My mom was really disappointed when she saw my trailer. <laughs> <laughs> my my mom watched it. Did she? What'd she say? I, she, thank God she did not get it. Oh, okay, cool. She
2: was like, I don't. Care, what was the? And I was just like, Oh, you, it was. It you'd have to. It's from the show. And she was like, Okay. And I was awesome. like, Okay,
0: good. My mom put Ryan dot dot dot. <laughs> <laughs> I think those dots mean I'm really disappointed. They were they were
1: eyes staring at you, yeah. disappointingly.
0: You've done some shit in your life, son. Yeah, but this is. Too far. Someone yeah. told me. Oh, uh, my old assistant manager told me is the funniest thing he's ever seen. Like, all right, cool. Nice. People cool.
1: were laughing when we played it the open screen night.
0: That's good. Yeah. yeah
1: Did yeah, you yeah. show your parents the clean version of episode four yet? No. Okay. I, yeah, Are you going to show haven't. any version of it to them? <laughs> I don't know. Zach sent me, me a really yet. nice
0: message on Facebook about episode four. Well, specifically about me.
2: Uh, so. Yeah, Bree saw it. He said it was really good. He liked it.
1: Have you seen any version of it yet? Yeah,
0: I've, yeah.
1: Yeah.
2: Okay. Yeah, I watched when you posted it, I saw it. And uh, it he
0: said, I don't know if I can be in those. I'm not good actors like you guys. I'm like, dude, we barely act. <laughs> 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 I don't know what you're talking about.
2: Yeah, just be you. got to just be yourself and we'll pretend like you're whoever you're supposed to be.
0: Uh, next week we're doing Film Explosion 2013. Stay tuned for our talk. Yes. Top- uh, our favorite 30 movies of the year. If Brad does not have... Maybe with, 25. If Brad does not come with 30, uh, 10 movies, me and James will pick the movies for him. Yep. This is a threat. This is a threat. I'm going to come with a prepared list <laughs> of five, <laughs> at
2: least five movies.
0: Come. I, I really hope you don't now. And remember, get in your submissions before January 3rd so we can send you some sweet Alamo draft house tickets.
2: Ryan, you know what, uh, what Brad's number 10 favorite movie of the year was? The Host oh that's right yeah, yeah. I forgot he saw that this year it's number nine Jack the Giant Slayer killer whatever that came out this year
0: too and I think his uh, his number one movie is Live Free or Die Hard oh yeah. yeah 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 Thank oh wait good d- a good no, no, day yeah. to Die hard. <laughs> no, no 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 he <laughs> cheats all the time
2: it was Live Free or Die Hard Die Hard 4 <laughs> you watch yourself
0: off the whole list
2: <laughs>
0: <laughs> so thanks everybody for listening stay tuned for our year end extravaganza we appreciate it see you at the movies bye bye